Welcome to the Green Up Academy podcast with Alex Kirby, where we focus on helping you level up your green industry business. Whether it's marketing, finance, employees, or strategy, we talk about everything on this show to help you apply it to your business and change your family and company's future for decades to come. Here's your host, Alex Kirby. What's going on, everybody? Alex, the Green Up Academy podcast. Thanks for joining us today. As you guys have seen, we've been doing a lot of content over the last several weeks as we've transitioned from the Down to Business podcast to the Green Up Academy podcast, where we talk about how to level up your lawn and landscape business in any way, whether it's business, finance, marketing, employees. And today I've got my friend Campbell Clark from Virginia, where I've never been. Virginia, yes. where I've never been, as yes. we've already established. And so, uh, Campbell and I are just going to talk about, um, as you guys know, we don't love doing interview styles. We like to have discussions that hopefully give you guys, uh, the listener, great insight into what Campbell has done well, what he's not done well, what I've done well, what I've not done well, and so that we can all learn and grow together. Absolutely. So, Campbell, fill everybody in, dude. Um, we met through social media, then we met at Equip yep. this year. Yes, tell, we did. Tell everybody kind of about yourself in 30 seconds. What, How old you are, how long you've been in business, and why you got started in the industry. Great. So my name is Campbell Clark. I uh, uh, started business in 2018. I'm 23 years old. We run out of Chesterfield, Virginia. Uh, revenue is about 400000 Uh I started because my dad, my dad was a big part of my life. As a, you know, he was a general contractor. He ran his own business. Um that's how I started with the drive of never wanting to work for anybody else but myself. So uh, I've got great five employees right now. I'm, you know, really looking forward to fire up myself next year and see what we can do. And that's what I was excited to talk to you about because, you know, we're recording this. It is December 28th. Yeah, almost New Year. We are so close to the new year. And so many changes. So many changes, especially, yeah. in, a, especially in a seasonal business. You know, like mm-hmm. some people don't have – seasons in terms of like slow but they go from yeah. mowing to snow yeah um, some people go from mowing to slow yeah yeah but we like yeah. it depends on where you're at but what i want to ask you i guess is when you say you're excited for the new year like what are you pumped about so you're doing 400 grand that's more than the average company more than the average guy that's super solid um, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute, but around that numbers, when things get, get more complicated, more around, yeah. 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 and so what you, you made a comment, you, what are you so excited about? Tell me what you, what, what are you excited about for your company? What are you excited about? Oh, yeah. So I'm not just excited. I'm fired up. Fired so up. I've been really focusing on my workers this, this year and getting trained. Um, so I've got a great five guys. So I know that I can kind of. Uh, put my efforts to somewhere else, you know, with set contracts with clients of, you know, no questions asked every money's going to hit the bank every single month. You know, we, we know what we're doing now. We know what we're going to have to do for these clients and it's going to get done because it's a contract, you know, Um, that's just hit the ground running with a little new offers. We started doing a little bit of junk removal during the off season. Um, we offer the snow removal aspect of everything. So a lot of new commercial clients have hit our door since we've started offering um, the snow removal service as of last year. So um, we've got our toes into everything. We've got experience behind our, you know, behind us. And um, we're really looking forward to offer it in a full wraparound um, contract. 
So what's your Campbell? Like, what's your why? So why are you doing this? So like for, you know, why are you fired up? Are you fired up because 10 years from now you want to have a piece of land with a couple of kids? Are you fired up because you want to have a Lambo? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone has to have a why behind it. And I want to hear, yeah. hear yours. Cause that's what yeah. I asked. Like, if you're going to be fired up for next year, there's a why behind that. So I want to hear that. Yeah. So great question. Um, and it happens to fall this time of the year. I love this time of the year. I love to give my guys. I wouldn't have nothing. I would want nothing more in life to, you know, give everything to my workers. I have workers that have been from nothing. And now that they're working with us, they're happy. They were able to give their, um, their kids things for Christmas. So giving them the opportunity to, you know, come to work and be excited. Um, it just means the world to me. Sure. Everyone's gonna be like, Oh, you must want a Lamborghini or something. Sure. Don't get me wrong. We all have self goals. We want to go move out the piece of land. We want to have this car. I love cars. I love hobbies. I love sports. Um, I want a family, but all in all, it's my drive is for my guys. Um, I grew up in a household that um, my mom really worked her tail off for me and we didn't have everything. So I want to make sure I can give my guys something because I there wasn't given that opportunity. There we go. There's the yeah. real why. Not the, Fire me up. There's the real why is, yeah. is you saw and you live through something that you don't want your people yep. you provide an opportunity for. I was just Love talking to death. I was just talking to one of my marketing team members, Mac, who does, he's our videographer. Yep. So anything you see on the uh, Green Up Academy, he's edited, filmed, he does yep. a lot of content. So, and Mac, and I, I was just telling him about how um, I had hired over a hundred people in my seven years. Oof. Not necessarily a good thing, but <laughs> I I always told guys that, you know, until you get to like, I don't know what, what size company, but somewhere in that 30 to 40 range, you know, you. I don't think it's realistic to expect guys to stay more than like one to three years. That's just. Yeah, that's just, I've heard it. I've heard from anywhere from the three my, to six. Yeah, yeah, that's my opinion. But I, I now I think it's awesome if you can. I'm just saying that like you should expect a decent employee to stay some. But I was telling them that like I used to be very vocal about that at Trifecta, my landscape company. I would yep. say look, when I would hire a guy, I'd be like, hey. If you're here two years and this is a bridge to get you to the island that you want to be on, I'm super stoked for that. Absolutely. I know that there's not 18 manager positions and blah, blah, blah. Like we have two, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I only, what I was telling him was I only had 10 guys out of the hundred who like, I felt like took advantage of the type of atmosphere that we gave them. And um, whether that be like, we, you know, we did 410. So you had a day off on Fridays, yep. whether that be good pay or taking overtime when you wanted it, whether that be the continuing education speakers we had come in. Um, I would pay guys to go if they wanted to go and uh, go to like leadership stuff, whatever. But it's crazy how much you can love your guys and they not realize how much you want for them is kind of what I was getting at. Mm -hmm. Like, because at the end of the day, we live in a society where we always feel like we got to look out for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to trust the man, the boss, the government, right? So yeah, that's something Feels like that, somebody's already taking advantage of you. Exactly, and I, yeah. I, hope, yeah. I kind of hope that changes over the next some odd time. Where yeah. I remember, like my my parents, you know, our parents growing up, they worked places for twenty twenty five years. You know, yeah, and some of that, some of that's good, some of that wasn't. They were like naive and worked somewhere and made nothing for 20 years, but some <laughs> of it was because they, they really did love where they worked and they were content more than we are. Yeah. 
they had the opportunity to grow and you know that's yeah. different in fields than lawn care we don't always have that opportunity to grow like you're saying with two major positions yeah that's exactly what i'm saying so i love to hear that dude i, I mean i think you're wise got to be right i know we talk about that on a lot <laughs> a lot of content but i hear like what's your why and it's like man i want to get a pj or a private jet or something <laughs> like who cares about that let's talk about yeah. things of impact and and sustenance but all right, Sir. so let's kind of jump into like looking at your company okay. and using that as a way for God. Like, just imagine when we talk about your company, guys are going to go or be able to to relate like, oh, my company does this. And so it's it's really helpful when we can kind of look at like an audit of what you're doing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're at 400, 400K. And I asked you a question um off air and I asked you what is like your main thing and you were like when can I get out of the field you know when can I move right. into a more like operations or general manager role right yep. Yep. so let's kind of go over you got five employees full-time you know at roughly 40k a year right so that's 200k yep. in employee costs right yes sir so that's a little like a little higher than you want why do you think so let's ask the question. You know what? You know, I, I tell people you want to be at 35, 30 to 40% labor costs. You're probably yes. in that 45% range. Yes. I am. Why do you feel like, well, well, let me ask you a question. Was your money in that cost? No. Okay. So what, why do you feel like your labor costs were a little higher than they should have been? Or do you agree? Uh, you agree. Do you yeah, agree? I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen the numbers. I see the payroll every week and yeah. I'm okay with it for the sole purpose of, I know where I want to be and I know I've got the, the, the manpower to do it. So in the area I am, I've recognized the opportunity of the clientele. I have the opportunity to get new clientele and, you know, grow to where I want to be. So I'm okay with paying these guys a little bit more and, you know, seeing this percentage being a little bit higher for now, because I know it's going to come down. Was it overtime though? Like, were you giving a lot of overtime? Like, what do you think the what do you think the cause was? Was it overtime? Was it guys sitting in the truck too long? Like, what do you think the identity was for it being five to ten percent too high? That's a great question. Um, yes, yeah. I would say we. Yeah, yes. No, great question. I would say a lot of it was overtime from training. We we do a lot of off days of training. Um, yeah. Not so much windshield time, um, but. You know, not to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, micromanager workers. I found out that micromanaging workers either. Yes, it can put a lot of stress on yourself, but it also can be frowned upon by the employee. The, the employee will hate to be micromanaged. So one, if you give them the opportunity to be a little more free, to have the opportunity for them to have, take a breath and, you know, evaluate what they're doing. Sure, it's going to take a little bit longer time. But they're going to understand that they can breathe. They're not being forced. They can learn a lot in a better environment. So it may take a little longer. That's why. It, it's no, it's a good. I think that's something to look into when you get your reports here in a couple of days. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this, like so for guys who are listening, make sure you have a quick, you know, if it's QuickBooks or whatever, go to your reports and go to profit and loss and look at your quarterly reports and then your annual report. So you can see and you can click a button where it gives you your percentages of your revenue. And so I, I definitely found out like so I was getting crushed. Like in the beginning of my company, when I had like five, six, seven, ten guys. I gave so much overtime and I was cool with it. But then as like COVID got going, 
I realized that one, I had to give guys raises, which means overtime gets high. And then two, Absolutely. about 20, like last year, 2022, I stopped giving overtime opportunities. Like we did four tens model. Correct. We'd say, Hey man, if you want to come in Friday, it's all straight overtime. And what I kind of quickly realized is guys were gassed. Like they were out of gas because we did the four yeah. model. Absolutely. And so one, they would come in on Fridays and be earning if they were making 17 bucks an hour, they're making like 25 bucks an hour now. And yeah, 24, 25. And so they're not only are they making the most money on a Friday, they're already tired and they're not motivated to do any more work. They're not going to provide for me. So like, that's something to think about and look at, like how can you keep them fresh so that if you do need to pay overtime, mm -hmm. uh, you can get your money's worth because you're paying them more than you ever have to do work that they're not even doing the, they're not producing like they would on a Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's totally a different model than what we run by, but I see where you're coming from and people need to understand that overworking guys is not going can't be a normal thing. It really can't get your 40 hours and get them home to their families. But what, what when, model do you run? We run five eights and um, a very tight route. So it's not as much windshield time. Uh, it's more of, we can spend the time in the morning for 20, you know, 15, 20 minute morning meeting and, you know, still be okay with it because there are jobs five minutes down the road. So what happens when it rains on a Friday when you have a route scheduled on Friday? Great question. So I'll take that one with a grain of salt because if that happens, we'll either take the day off and either or, or, or we'll either come into the shop, clean trucks, clean shop, clean mowers, because my guys uh, need to be hands on with, you know, the things they have so they can take care of so we can take care of them. So they come back in Saturday, though, to do the Friday route? Not not if we get but so much rain. So if we have so much rain before Wednesday, they're notified they they have to work a weekend. And that's just what I've gone by. Have you thought about the four tens? Have you looked at it? I have. Um, in my area, I don't really think it's as as manageable as and maybe in your area. Um, it gets really hot here. Uh, I don't want to say my guys are sissies, <laughs> but um, for all for all sake, I haven't tried it. Um, I'd love to give it a shot, but. It's a little, it's a little scary. Um, and we can go into a whole nother conversation about that, but I found great success with my, my five eights, um, and getting things done and all in all, that's what it's about. Yeah. I think it's something to think about, like, because you said the heat, but like it, it doesn't, it wouldn't, that heat wouldn't affect it. It's the same. It actually would benefit because you'd have one less day outside. Yeah. Technically. And you wouldn't have as many trucks out for you know gas purposes like, and, and I don't know if you've heard me talk about it long form, but like I have studied the four tens thing, like, oh, yeah. like a nerd. Like I just think <laughs> like I really did. And again, you just like maintenance on the vehicles. You have a day to do it. You have a yep. day for rain. Like nobody wants to, especially camel as you get older, like when you have kids, like mm -hmm. I literally coached my daughter's T-ball team this season. Nice. Every game was Saturday morning. Good. So like, it would have been a non-negotiable for not mm -hmm. just, but any of my guys who had kids. Correct. And, and I wouldn't have expected them to. I'm not going to let them miss their daughter's T-ball game. There's no, no way. No. So it's like, you, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So one quick question about the 410. When you have that 410 schedule and it rains a Tuesday, so they're going to work Friday. Is that what you mean? Yeah, you flip it. You flip it. Okay. You literally just flip. You you Well, you push the schedule down, but you flip their time. So now they know they're working Friday. Yep. They come, they can, you really try, I try to never bring my guys in except uh, if I had a foreman, which I, I called a foreman, mm -hmm. a captain of the crew leaders. 
So if I had eight crew leaders and I would have one, one foreman or two. And so uh, they would be like the team captains of the crews. Yep. So they would come in for a half day to get everything ready for the next day. Understood. The managers would still come in, except we would let them go early. Cause on Fridays I let my managers go early by two o'clock. Mm-hmm. So they would flip that day to a two o'clock day on the Tuesday. Interesting. Okay. So it, it yeah, was- we could elaborate that for a while. That'd be another great podcast we could touch it too. So but- I'd love to do a long form on it. I really yeah. want to do yeah. a course. I'm going to do a course for the Green Up Academy on it. Okay, cool. Awesome. I've got, I've got you know, we, we've got our free ones coming out, but I've got mm-hmm. probably three or four that I've got like that. Like where I'm going to do like an hour long course on how to institute a four tens and all the way to think mm-hmm. about it. Because, again, it, it just, man, like, no one wants to work the weekend. Like, nobody. Like, it's the worst. No, it, yeah. I'd, I'd rather stay out, you know, if, like, my guy's like, hey, um, you're going to have to stay out an hour longer and finish this so we can not have to work Friday. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, big deal if you're 45 minutes later home rather than, like, a whole day Correct. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people are looking at me and like, Hey, this guy's young. He'll, he don't mind working Saturday, but you know, you've got older employees that just have families and they'd be like looking at me crazy yeah. if they hadn't made me work on Saturdays and a blessing that we haven't had often, but absolutely that's true. And think about this too, is like your, your, um, your clients are home on Saturday. They are. Yeah. So they Who wouldn't want that long in the backyard? They don't, Nobody. They no. don't want that. They don't want the blower rolling. They want to see it both ways, man. You it's really do. Ways. It's both mm-hmm. ways, dude. So I'll, I'll do, I'm going to do a long form on that. But let's talk a little bit about um, you talked about paying yourself hourly with me off air. And let's this is something that I literally talk about probably weekly with guys is like it's really scary to start paying yourself like a flat rate because as an owner, it's like you want to have the flexibility to like cash flow and not pay yourself. Yeah. But you talk about like, you know, you got on a pretty good, pretty good way of paying yourself the last six months. Have you thought about going to a flat rate salary for 2024? What's your thoughts on like how you're going to pay yourself so that you can, because one of the big mistakes people make is that they try to scale their business three, four, five years and pay themselves as they pay themselves almost nothing. And then what happens if it doesn't work out and you just work five years for nothing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or you you get the expenses of the company not needing to pay yourself. So you grow it in a way that like you didn't account for your needs and then you need the money, whether it's family now, you're not 22 anymore. And you're like, dang, the business can't support my salary now. Right. So kind Absolutely. of your thoughts on all that. So yes, I did start paying off my myself salary and this was the first full year on the books last, last year we started pretty early doing it. But um, as far as paying myself on the books this year, I did X amount first half of the year. And then I give myself a little more in the back half of the year. So my reasoning for that, and yes, I want to transition to salary, but my main point of reasoning to do that was to find a good number that worked for not only myself and my, my new lifestyle. I'm sure I'm 23. I just bought a house. I've got, I got hobbies. Everybody's got hobbies, but you got to figure out where you fit in with, with, you know, your, your life, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, how much is a house where you're at, bro? Uh, $300,000, man. No way. Yeah. yeah $300,000. Yeah. And, uh, I, frankly enough, I have a, a Corvette and I love to go fast. So I, I love having my, my cars as my hobbies. So I got to put some sorts of that because when I'm not working those Saturdays, I like to go out and play. 
So I find that number to change and jump around to a number that works for me and my, my girlfriend. My girlfriend lives with me and sure I'm only 23, but I found that number that works for myself and my business. And I'm a portrait to a, maybe a, a good salary number next year that works. Uh, you know, I'll give you a range. I think it depends a little bit, but and we'll get into like what how it depends with debt and what you're looking at with that. But I, I think that like my first three years, I paid myself forty grand so that I could cash flow debt free business. That was my thing. absolutely. And yeah. I was married, yeah. I was married with no kids yet. We got a kids to year three, but so yeah. I could do it. Like you find out, you're right. You find a number that works for you in your situation. Yes, right? Absolutely. The, the biggest thing is just making sure it's stable because. I know guys, I literally have a friend who has a million dollar company that has makes money in some other ways, kind of. And he's like, ah, I'll pay myself 300 a week or 200. And I'm like, dude, stop doing that. Like <laughs> you got to pay yourself something. It doesn't be a big number, but something stable so that your company can get used to it. You know what I mean? Correct. Correct. Not, yeah, so yeah. tell me, tell me about your, um, your, your business's health. How much debt do you have? How much cash in the bank? Like, tell me about what the what the body of the business is looking like. Is it looking? Yeah, great question. So this is the kinds of questions I asked not too long ago until I find some guidance, and we'll talk about that later about finding guidance. But um, so five employees, a consistent, you know, a full work week, and paying payroll. Payroll can almost come out to. 3,000, 4,000 a week. Um, I like to keep a good number in the bank as a security of about twenty-five dollars to $30,000, just as a safe number. Um, and then amount of debt, probably, honestly, since I just bought a really nice machine. Um, what you got? Machine finance? What's finance? Machine what? Finance. The machine is financed. I did buy, I just bought a mini skid steer. I financed, um, but upon that and a few other small pieces of equipment, it's probably $60,000. Nothing crazy. So you're saying before the mini, it was only like 15. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like 15 and small miscellaneous stuff in the mini. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's not, that's not crazy. No, not at all. And uh, I was, I was not a fan of the debt and a lot of people that may be listening may say like, Oh, I don't want to go into debt, but you got to. You got to. And I realized what those machines did for me and I don't regret it whatsoever. Well, I think that's interesting. You're talking to the no debt guy here, Campbell. Uh, I yeah. You know that? Yeah. I'm yeah. But you've been in business a lot longer than us. And I'm, I'm referring to, you know, when you're first, first getting started, maybe four years in or something like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a big change uh, to not have that lawnmower that's broken down every month. It is. It, and that's why I was saying like, I started trifecta with bad advice from an accountant and I got debt <laughs> like 40 grand and then I paid it off in six months, but I didn't have okay. you know, no debt forward. And now it is hard. Like it's not. And then I have my reasons and, and look, I'm not like a debt. I don't like debt, but I don't hate it. Um, uh, like I used to, um, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. I wouldn't recommend it for people, but I'm not going to kill anybody. But here's the thing that, a couple of things to think about, like make sure that you're using that many 80% of the time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. As long as the assets utilized. Um, the other one is pay off those little debts as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. If you only got that one mini payment of like probably 1200, 1400 a month, it sounds like less than that, less than that. Yes, sir. Okay, good. Um, cause renting a mini is a thousand a week. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And I thought about all these items. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm saying this for the listeners, right? So they absolutely, can, yeah, yeah. They, can, they can hear through your your uh, your example because there's a lot of guys who probably are listening right now. They're thinking about that. We're at tax write off season, very end of mm-hmm. it. So absolutely. they're probably thinking, "Dang, should I buy this? Should I not?" Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is just some of that. But I mean, that's you're in a pretty good spot. I would say, like, if you can if you can not add any more on this, you've got a chance to. Again, you're right, dude. Like there are moments where, like, I got this with trifecta. I was at 1.6 million bucks, and the next threshold. We'll get to that. Your other question here with this, with my little story here. Mm-hmm. That next threshold from people who taught me, like Corey Ballard and stuff like that, is kind of going to after two million is like to four to five million. It's a big jump with growth. You need a big mm-hmm. like facility, like. That was a big one for me of why I sold my company. It's like I was out of rental space. I had 21 employees, so that's 21 vehicles. We had 10 10 vehicles in the fleet, so 31 parking spots plus trailers, dumpster, storage container. You're looking at like 40 spots, right? Yeah. Where are you going to rent 40 spots? That's not even considered overhead storage either. No, like no, it's not. Exactly. No. So you got 40 spots I needed plus office space. And it's like, okay, it's time to buy or build a facility. And I just did not want to go buy a six hundred to $800,000 piece of property. Like, so I wasn't comfortable with it. And so there's these thresholds of growth. Uh, the And we'll get into your thing, which is your question was, when do I get out of the field? So let's get to that. It's like, these thresholds are like, you know, owner operator, you can do a hundred to 200 K you and one guy. Right. And then you've got the one you're in, which is like 200 to 500 K, which is like me and a couple crews, me and my boys, not boys, but like small guys. We know each other. We're cool. We go fishing, whatever after work. And that's a pretty fun place to be. You can make, you know, 60 to hundred K profit Absolutely. and you're happy. Right. And then you that's get to 500, then you get to 500 ish, 550, whatever. Um, and I'm speaking more on the maintenance company side stuff, but like, then it's like, okay, like I need a manager. I, if, if I'm the manager, I need a, you know, another crew leader. Um, because I went from 500 to a million. So I went and I became a manager out of the field and I hired one. So like I went GM and then I hired a production manager. So I had five crews and he managed the crews and I did sales and admin. Okay. So like you're about to hit that. You're about to hit that growth thing where you jump out of the field at five, six hundred grand, and now you're managing the guys and selling. Correct. And so you you kind of ride that to about a million. Okay. Maybe a little less, and then then that's when you have to hire another manager. Like you 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 manage a manager who manages your guys, but. It's really it's hard. It's hard to like um, those thresholds are difficult. That's why a lot of people don't do it. Like your typical mm-hmm. long landscape full time guy is one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty k. Like mm-hmm. that's your average guy, and then you've got like I think eighty percent of the market is that or something like that. And so um, I guess like what's your what does life look like with your employees right now? Like, are you feeling pretty good about your team that if you stepped out of the field, you're ready or what? Absolutely. Um, I, I love the team we have super honorable, super reliable. And to put it in hindsight, I think I put on a leaf blower for leaf season, maybe four days out of the, out of the month and a half we did them for, um, you know, I'll step in with some guys out and sick, um, 
something like that. But I, I trust them, and that's why I'm so fired audience, up. Tell everybody how how you found a good team. Tell us like what the secret was in, in getting good guys and culture and all that. Well, that could be a full podcast of itself, but. <sighs> I've always been to the, the guy that says, treat others as you want to be treated, man. It's as simple as that, honestly. Give them a fair pay, what they deserve. Treat them with respect. They'll treat you with respect. If they don't treat you with, with respect, put them on. You know, that's, 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 that's all I'm going to say. Because it's fair training, fair pay. They'll give it right back. And that's what all my guys do right now. I love that. Tell me kind of what you did for Christmas. I saw you did. Didn't you do a little something for Christmas? Tell me. Yeah, for Christmas. Let me hear it. Yeah. So for Christmas, we we give everybody the last week off. We give them a holiday gift. Um, not a bonus. Don't consider it as a bonus, but consider, I considered it as a holiday gift. They all got customized jackets as well, you know, with their names on it, with a logo on it. And um, obviously this week off so they can spend it with the family and for the holiday. Is it a paid week off? Uh, it's not a full paid week off, no, sir. It's they, they paid for the Christmas, but um, their their gift kind of compensates for that. Yeah. So one thing to think about for next year that because I love that we did this at Trifecta, we gave everyone between Christmas and New Year's off. We awesome. would say we would pay. We did four ten, so we would say we'll pay you to two two of the days, mm-hmm. and we will allow you to roll a PTO day or like use your PTO for the other two. Okay. So, yeah, so that's something to think about is like give them a couple like give them a notice um, that, hey, make sure you save a couple days for that week that we'll let you Mm -hmm. use. And that's way too two totally different companies and revenue basis. But one thing that everybody needs to understand is regularize giving your your employees gifts, because without them, I love that. idea. Regularize that. Like, go give them lunch for once a week. It's not hard. It's not expensive. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's like, oh, I push everybody to treat their guys with the most respect. The gift thing's great. Like giving them something that they wouldn't have thought they get themselves. Um, yep. that they probably would want, but they didn't like. No, I don't. You know, I don't want to spend the eighty, hundred bucks, hundred twenty bucks, whatever it was. Right. Uh, yeah. I love that because that's a great surprise, you know. And they, oh, I, I could show everybody the pictures of them because I had a photographer come because the same day we're team, our team pictures. They yeah. they were ecstatic, and it was such a blessing to come from, you know, two years ago where we were into now and to see their faces. It was it was a blessing. Well, dude, you've grown like you've grown and great. Like you know, yes, like our companies are different in revenue, but we all, it's just a growth. It's just time. Like, yeah, it is time. Yeah. I may be 23, but everybody yeah. has the same time of day as me. I didn't and... even start till I was 24. Like, <laughs> you're way ahead of the game, dude. You're yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I don't think I told, no, go ahead. I don't think I told the viewers, but we're not, we're more of a lawn maintenance company. We do landscaping, but not as much. We're, we're lawn maintenance more than anything. So we don't do what these big what made you get... contracts. What made you get the mini then? Tell me the thought on getting the mini. Great question. So that's what we're trying to transition to. I have a really big heart desire for landscaping and I've studied myself to, you know, get my toes into it next year. And that's something I'd love to kind of chat with you with. Um, And, you know, I've talked with the Southern Standards and he does a lot of that stuff down there in Georgia as well. So um, Sam is my guy. Sam, I have a call. Sam. I got a call with Sam next Thursday. We do marketing for Sam. and Good. um, Good. I look up to him a lot. I love Sam. I've been talking to him for years. I'm so impressed with him. Dude, I got a cool story about Sam. He, uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, we went to Equip this year. Uh, we've been doing his marketing for, gosh, two years, a year and a half. It's been a long time mm. now. Nice. And, 
Yeah, and so we've been helping him grow, and he I mean, he's growing by himself, but we help him on the social side. <laughs> Sam Sam was like, hey, I want to take you and uh, your couple guys, my marketing team guys, to to dinner um, after Thursday night. I was like, dude, that's so, like, generous. Thank you. And I'm thinking we're going to, like, Longhorns, you know, like somewhere good, decent, <laughs> for, for bucks for five people or something. Yeah. Bro, Sam pulls us up to this. I guess you probably know our listeners. If you go to Louisville, I cannot yeah. remember what it's called. It's that like Brazilian steakhouse. You know what I'm talking about? Brazero. Don't. We were in Louisville at the same time, and yeah, we looked around for places to go, and it was we on. It were... was on Fourth Street. It was like oh main... yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Dude, I walked right by it. I'm not gonna say how much it costs per person. <laughs> when I say I've never eaten better in my life, I ate. I'm a I'm like a meat chicken guy, so it was like every type of chicken, lamb, anything you can imagine. Dude, when he got the bill, I was like, Sam, let me pay for this. And he was just like, nah, you guys do so much for me. Anyways, super generous, dude. Like Fire me up. I, I was so full, dude. I was man. so full. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not and that's like that's a, quite the gesture, man. That's that's awesome. It is, dude. It means a lot. And so Good. Sam, if you guys don't know Sam, he's with Southern Standard out of Georgia, and he's yeah. a multi-million-dollar company at age, like, 24. Yeah, and yeah. Just, go follow him on Instagram because yeah. I'm not plugging his Instagram or anything, but that Instagram fires me up every day. There's a post every single day, every other day, whatever, but that's what sometimes makes me get some motivation during the day. I love it. Well, that's yeah. that's my team helping him do some of that. and Good. He's killing it, man. So, all right, let's end with this here, yep. um, Campbell. So, you were talking about – you were talking about like your vision for your company and mentor, you know, you talk about mentorship and how that's going to be a part of your growth, which we don't need to talk about that right now. It's going to take too long, but yeah. what, what is your vision? Like what keeps your vision focused is a question I want to ask because in the lawn and landscape industry, you know, there's opportunity at every corner. You can, yeah. you know, this, that, fur spraying, mowing. Yeah. So like, What's keeping you focused and what, what are you doing like a strategic, have you thought about a, a like you have a vision board some people have, like what? I got a whiteboard behind me that's usually full of stuff. I erased it for this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> nobody needs to know what's going on behind the, behind the walls or anything, but I do, that. I do have some visions. I do. Um, I love lawn care. I love lawn treatments. So with the you know spraying, fertilization, weed control, things like that, that's another big drive. And there's so much opportunity for it, man. Um, our our area, the local company Virginia Green, that's done fantastic. That's just been you know just ways that you know I can see myself growing. But um, I also have myself at a cap where I want to stay at. I don't want to grow to those you know fifty employees and things like that. But mm-hmm. what really keeps me going is honestly. The workers, my, my my guys, and getting out there and doing outdoor work. It sounds so it sounds so stereotypical, but you know, it's I love it. I love the the change of you know before and afters. You know, I love to see the customer's face and them being surprised that somebody my age can do this, and it just makes myself really happy. And that's where and I can boast on myself because I've studied and. I've done this and I bought this to get this product and the customer's face reflects it. And I can just be proud of myself. So I love that's what really keeps me going. I appreciate that transparency. Like this is one thing I, you know, as a person who loves the green industry and I hope I'm showing that by all the resources yeah. and yeah. I'm doing like the green industry changed my life mm-hmm. and, it, it changes, and, it, and it changes everybody's lives, dude. 
if you allow it to. And Absolutely. it change it financially. Like you're making the best point ever. It's like it changes their your character. It makes you have pride. It makes you take, you know, ultimate pride in what you do and the way mm-hmm. you treat people. And yeah, I've got workers that have just their lives have changed. I don't need to go in detail, but their lives have changed. It's a blessing. Really is. It's awesome. It, it is a blessing. And I love you saying that because for people listening, I hope you're taking away from this podcast that no matter what size revenue, no matter how many employees, no matter the number either, like mm-hmm. if it's 50 people or three, yep. your your responsibility is to help others that God has put in your path and your place. Mm-hmm. And you're providing. You're providing. And you never know, you know, what they're going through. You never know what I talked about the bridge. You know, mm-hmm. one of my big things that when I sold my company, I'll end with this, uh, Campbell is when I sold my company, I was, it was hard. Cause like, you know, I've had some of these guys for a couple of years and they all stay. Yeah. It was, that part was mm. hard. It wasn't, it wasn't like the baby, mm. like, Oh my baby. It wasn't that at all. It was more yeah. like, um, wanting to make sure it was kind of like bittersweet. Cause I was like, did I do enough in the time I had? Mm. And so my hope is that one day several of them call me, whether it's for help guidance you know, uh, a referral reference, yeah, for a job. Yeah. self reflection. Um, you know, yeah. Look where I'm at, boss. Look where, look, look where I'm at. Hundred yeah. percent. And if yeah. like if that was if that's what it was, it was worth it all. You know what I mean? Amen to that. Amen to that. Because again, without people helping me, I never would be where I am. And I I feel like that's what our world has lost. Um, I right. keep up. I keep up with politics more than I should, and <laughs> I'm just—it's sad how selfish everything has gotten. Like so selfish, and so, um, Campbell, you give me Absolutely. hope today, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Let, let uh let people know where they can find you on social media before we wrap up. You can find us at Campbell's Long Care on Instagram and Campbell's Long Care on Facebook. I don't, I don't, you know, keep it with the reels like he do, but I love you know posting what we do on a daily basis. Um, some of the equipment we have, so all my guys smiling faces. So that's where you can find us. Awesome. And uh, guys, if you uh, don't know, we have our green up Academy membership. The crew is wrapping up that free first. Oh. You can cancel anytime. It's wrapping up here in like three or four days. So make sure yep. you sign. Got the email right here, guys. Don't oh, miss. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. Our first, uh, our first session is going to be January 8th for the weekly calls. So if you're signed up by the end of, I think that's January 5th, uh, the Friday before, then you're in for, for that month. We're not going to like let people come in that month. I don't think we are. We're like you insert in, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like parachute yeah, in. We yeah. want people to sign up for that month. Cause we're going to have a theme each month. So make sure you do that. Campbell, I appreciate you, dude. And, um, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you guys for listening to the Green Up Academy podcast where we talk about how to level up your green industry business and all the things in between that. See you next time, guys.